0: Good day, my friends. This is Under Review, the tennis podcast from an insider's perspective. I'm Craig Shapiro, and on the show, I talk with the most interesting voices in the sport. We have got a great show for you today. A month ago, we were in Newport, Rhode Island, where Lee Mary Pierce, and Yevgeny Kafelnikov were inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame, and we were thrilled to interview an elusive member of this group. A few days later, we released our episode with Yevgeny Kafelnikov exclusively to our Patreon subscribers. The feedback has been great, and with the rise of Daniil Medvedev and the new wave of Russians going deep into the hardcore tournaments, we thought we might as well go wide with this episode today. Born and trained in Sochi, Russia, Yevgeny Kafelnikov turned pro just as the Soviet Union crumbled. And in 1996, at 22 years old and armed with a murderous two-fisted backhand, he won the French Open, singles, and doubles titles, making him the last man to date to do so. In 1999, he had his best year on tour, winning the Australian Open and reaching number one in the world. He's posted wins over Edbert, Becker, Huerton, Safin, Agassi, and Sampras, and we have him here for you today. Olympic gold medalist and new Hall of Famer Yevgeny Kofelnikov is going to tell us how a poor kid from the Soviet Union became one of the biggest earners in the history of tennis, why he believes the satellite tour is the best way to hone one's craft, and why he thinks the promising new men on the tour are having a tough time getting past the big three in majors. We met up with Yevgeny minutes after playing in the Invesco Series BIP Clinic the morning after he was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame check five. One two three. um are we going first of all uh, we are fresh off of the grass at the international tennis hall of fame is the day after my man right here Yevgeny kafelnikov was inducted um First of all, thanks for doing this with us. Thanks for having me. You you could never remember this, but last time I really remember <laughs> interacting with you, we were playing craps at the Hotel de Paris <laughs> in Monte Carlo. <laughs> it, no, no, at the Lowe's, actually, casino. Correct. And you and Medvedev did not know what you were doing. doing. You would not know it all. And Brad Gilbert was trying to teach you how to roll craps.
1: That's a true story. I can verify that. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but true story. <laughs>
0: So listen, we do a five-set and We'll get right into this. Mm-hmm. Our first set is off the court report. My man, what do you do uh, throughout? You live first of all. You live in Moscow. Uh,
1: that's that's my home base. I'm full time there.
0: Um, I mean, now, every you, si- can... ever since I retired. So now, can you walk the streets? Uh, or do you have like full security with you? No, no, no,
1: no. I'm I'm, I'm easygoing guy. Uh, of course, you know people recognizing me. <laughs> Uh, when I do go on the streets, I'm not that big as as I used to probably when I played. But uh, the the people who who know sports, they they know my face. Oh, so. You're a
0: big hero out there, man. Yeah. But you're, you're the greatest Russian tennis player there ever was.
1: Thanks, my man. Yeah,
0: man, you're the you're the unicorn. No one ever sees you anymore, huh?
1: No, I, I, I travel. I'm I'm in Paris every year. Every year. Every year for the Legends event. Yes, yeah, like every a, year. Every
0: year, I'm there. Get yeah. that money. Play, have fun. Uh, I'd like to play, yeah. You're the champion from yeah, Paris. From man. Paris, yeah. First, oh, yeah, hold on a second. How's your golf? I mean, I've heard rumors you're very good, and I've heard your rumors you're just all right. I heard you were playing pro golf. I. What's the story? Look, when I retired, I felt like
1: I could give myself a shot of uh, trying to become a professional. But then, of course, I realized that it's such a difficult sport to, to play. And it takes lot, of, lot out of you to, to be. So the, that the whole idea of being professional is out of the picture now. I'm just trying to
0: play for enjoyment. How close? How close? I know you were very probably. It's very far away, but mm-hmm. how close were you? Were you a plus handicap? No, I'm, I'm scratch handicap or still. scratch. Yeah,
1: but yeah. it's not good enough to play on the top level. Not even on the mini tours. Scratch ain't good enough. Yeah, just be a big uh, club club golfer. It's fine.
0: Scratch golf, though, that's pretty good, man. It is, yeah. <laughs> and
1: what's the name of your club? The name of my club is Skolko Golf Club. It's actually owned by uh, Roman Abramovich, if you know the guy. Abramovich owns <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea football now, you do you play with him? No, he's not a golfer. He's, you, you don't no, take his money no, on no, the daily? No, no, no. no I, I was, but, but I see him every day in the club. He's, he's, he's Every he's, day? Yeah, every day. Because he, he lives uh, close by the club, and he loves the place. And I hope, I hope. He's th- interacting with the members, so he's, he's very, very gentleman. Roman,
0: he better be paying for lunch. <laughs> you better be writing that check yes <laughs> if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one before anyone else and more importantly join the under review family and help keep this podcast alive please consider becoming a patron along with unheard episodes and pre-releases there are some great perks that you can only get with us like a hitting session with a guy who normally hits with John McEnroe. Our early guest and former world number 37, Chucky Adams. You could also get internationally renowned DJ, Stretch Armstrong, to play a party for you. And you could even get me to record an outgoing voicemail for you. Wait, wait, does anybody want that? Nobody wants that. Oh, you know what? I'm told we have our first patron who actually requested that. Anyway, you can find these perks and more... At patreon.com slash underreview tennis. That's P A T R E O N.com slash underreview tennis. Now let's get back to our interview with former world number one, Yevgeny Kofelnikov. Let's just move right into our second set. We call it the On the Court Report. Okay. Um, I know you keep your eye on tennis. I do, um, yeah. I do. What have your impressions been of tennis? Let's start on the women's side. Uh, first of all, what happened to Casa
1: I'm. I'm. I'm very disappointing that, you know, she's not uh, making uh, results what everyone's expecting. Do You from know her. her. I do know her. I do know Dasha very well. She's a very mellow girl. You know, lovely off the court. She's very talented, man. She's. Uh... If you can draw the picture between, uh, you know, she, she's got similar hands to John McEnroe. You know, he, she can, you know, curve the ball. She can slice, topspin, you know, short angles, everything.
0: I mean, she is as talented as anybody. As, as in anybody? Tennis. Yeah,
1: and uh, she, she proved it by having the good results last year. She finished top ten.
0: Uh, she's been tragic, man. And, and What's this, the story?
1: This, this year has been disaster, and you know. To answer your question, what's happening? I don't know. I wish I knew. And uh, you know, she, if, she you ever, if she ever if she ever asks me for advice or or guidelines, I will I will tell her. But she's just too close. I don't know
0: what's what's happening. Honestly. I think you should approach her maybe and see. You, I think she needs to get turned around. It's terrible what's happened with her.
1: Yeah, the game is just. Uh, the game disappeared, and, and the game. And by the way, tennis doesn't stop for anybody. Not at all. It's just like fret train. It always move forward. I mean, if you're not, uh, if you're not with
0: it, you're behind the a ball. And who, um, who from your country are you bullish on on the men's side? Well, we
1: we're doing better on the men's
0: side. Unbelievably, yeah, better. we're
1: doing a little bit be, little better what it uh, compared to what it was now five, is, is six, it, seven years ago. And this kid Bublik, is, he's a, is he is he? He used to be Russian, but then he uh, <laughs> he became a Kazakhstanian uh, for various reasons. Uh, right. I did he, not he see, flipped the script on that. Yeah, I did. I, you I, don't know him. I, well, I do know him personally, but I I have not seen his game lately uh, because he's also like on and off. You know, he can have one result and then okay. all of a sudden. You know he disappears for you know three, four, five tournaments. So, but this week he's doing fine. So, hopefully he'll he can win the first title.
0: Okay. So, which official Russians do you think are um, interesting players that um, you know that you like that you're bullish on that can carry on the legacy of Russian tennis? <laughs> look,
1: look uh, both guys now, Kachanov and Medvedev, they are this week top ten players. I mean, Karen Kachanov is a beast. He's, he's a strong guy, you know, big guy. He's got, you know, solid serve. But I think just where he's liking the that, uh, important results at the Slam, I think it's just belief. You know, he's 23 years old and uh, you know, back in our days, you know, the guys were winning Slam, you know, Michael Chang won the Slam at 17,
0: uh, Mats. M- 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 How uh, old were you fin- when you got your first one?
1: I, I got my first one when, when I was 22, 20. 22. 22. 22. And Safin won the US Open at 20, so, you know, it's, I understand that the era is different, you know, when you're playing, you know, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, but what the hell, I mean, we played in a great era too, you know, you gotta... You had to grind out, you know, Sampras, Agassi, Becker, and so on. So,
0: those those guys gonna do fine. Listen, man, what does he need to do to win? To to win, turn? what are these guys? What is and, and Medvedev is a very quirky player. Reminds me a little bit of mature. He's got, he's got good
1: hands, good hands. But the, the, the thing is that they have so much. I don't know what it's good or bad. He, they they got so much respect for those three, but it's almost feel like. They're afraid of them. They're losing the matches before they step
0: on the court against those guys. They're losing the match before they step on the court.
1: Yeah. I mean... OK, you play playing Roger Federer, probably the greatest player of all time. But but still, you know, you, you just can't go on the court feeling like a loser. You need to give yourself a...
0: That's what's happening with most young guys. I mean, too much respect. We said we talked to Mats Villani the other day. So listen, he said, listen, I never walked out on the court thinking I wasn't going to win. Exactly,
1: or giving you best effort. And what about you? Same thing, same thing. You know, even the times when I was 19, you know, ranked 70 in the world, I was playing Pete Sampras in the Melbourne, second round. I felt like, oh, I might... Uh, Push him to the limit, and that's what happened. I lost 9-7 in the few sets, and everyone thought I would I should win that match. But that's that's the kind of matches gives you that that uh, solid confidence to 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 be on the top level.
0: Well, I mean, I think yeah, I mean I think Medvedev for me, I mean this kid he beats every he, he's fearless to me. Yeah, he's he, I, I like
1: his game a lot. He he moves well for the for the big guy. He's what, six four, six five? Is he that big? Yeah, he's he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Same probably same height as Hachanov, and he's got. He, what I like about him is he's got more variety than than Hachanov. You know, he can volley, he can play. You know, short angles, cross court. You know, up the line. But again, you know, this
0: self belief. That's what they like liking at the moment. Let's move into our third set. This is the portion of our show where we talk about your career. Right. Were you a big junior? Did you play like Junior Wimbledon? Where does your tennis begin? I know you're from Sochi, where they play the Olympics. Right. So you grew up in tennis.
1: I, I did grow up there. Uh, I was part of the. I was part of the program. I was in the national team. Right. You were like in like the real program. Yeah. Pro so man. since since, since uh, I was one of the top juniors from uh, nine years old, then I had a little spell where you know I I, I dropped down to fourth or fifth ranked player, under fourteen, and then it's uh, at, it's at seventeen. Uh, that's when it was my last year that I played juniors. I went to the Italy. Uh, and who was that big rushing the, that Anazoli that short? Lico-Ocean. Yeah. He was he was the. Was Say his a, name again? Anatoly Lepioshin. Yeah, he was... He, he was, was your guy? He was the one who was national coach. He was the head of junior pro. He was national coach of the junior Soviet Union team. And he knew all his players. And, uh, you know, I, I met him when I was 11. And so he obviously knew my, my potential. And then I, I said it in a speech yesterday, how it all happened. You know, Soviet Union broke up, and uh, he kind of left it by himself. And he thought, you know, I, uh, I need to to Maybe give it a shot to become a proper coach. So he took me under his wing, and that's how it all started. And and when
0: the, when the Soviet Union broke up, how did that impact you? I mean, that changed your life.
1: Man. It, it, well, in a certain way, yes. But but you know, <laughs> my I, I I come from a poor family. My my parents didn't have that, you know a lot of money for, for you know supporting my, me. Going traveling around the world, and that's when the IMG came in for for big help. So I'm I'm, I'm honestly thankful to the International Management Group for uh, IMG. Yes. Bill yes. Ryan. Well, Bill Ryan was manager, but at the time it was Bob Kane who was in charge of the
0: head of. Uh, so you they they took you. They, and they took
1: so yeah they saw me playing one of the tournaments in uh, in Europe and uh, I did well and uh, my coach actually Anatoly came to because he knew he knew the people. He says, guys, uh, I'm, I I need your help. You know just invest money in this guy he's gonna he's gonna make you a shit ton of money back
0: and you made them some money boy and i made i made
1: some money for myself
0: and i made some money for them so my man it was it
1: was it was my man
0: you're like 15 on the list still we have to stop we're going to continue after the brunch correct yeah we'll do it yeah so here's a bit of an inside look at what we do at under review Evgeny Kafelnikov is a unicorn in the tennis world, so we jumped at the opportunity to speak with him. But his weekend was packed with a variety of obligations, so we caught him in the moments between participating in the Invesco VIP clinic and doing a QA and a at the VIP brunch. We met up with him again before he had to take to court in an exhibition match with Todd Martin, where they were using these super cool classic old school rackets. So, without further ado, here's the remainder of our interview with former world number one, Yevgeny Kofelnikov. And it's also just freshly strung. Too. I mean, the unbelievable. Todd Martin is literally handing. No, no handed, it's not freshly strung, but it's not that. He's just handed a T2000 to Yevgeny. He's doing his own grip. He's literally getting ready to take the court with a T2000. You cannot believe what you're seeing right now. <laughs> so my man yes um, you know you once you signed with img mm-hmm. did that did, i mean that kind of put you in position to be a, a high level pro uh, uh it did
1: put weight off my shoulders because i know financially i was secure because they for floated some time. you some cash yeah uh, yeah they did yeah it was it was that good of a deal they say okay if you make money that's fine if you don't it's fine too so we are willing to take a risk so that there was, there was kind of nice gesture for them.
0: But did you win Orange Bowl? Did you win, did you I play played, like uh, the Junior Wimbledon, all that kind of stuff?
1: I, I, did, uh, I did play uh, 1999 when I was uh, 17. I played uh, a stretch of tournaments, junior tournaments in Italy. And I did win four in a row, so from being ranked I do not remember, maybe 70 in the world, under the uh, age of eight, 18, I became number two.
0: You liked Italy, man.
1: Yeah, and uh, last junior tournament I've played, it was the 1991 French Open. I lost the second round, lost the second round, and then I said, okay, it's about time I, I play the real thing, so. Let's go. Yeah, let's go.
0: And how'd you pump your, how'd you get your ranking?
1: I played, I mean, I I, I always talk now with the people that ask me, you know, how you do it. I, I said, I, I tell them look it was a it was a series of tournament called satellite i think that's the best thing that any uh, do you believe
0: junior, in the satellite tour. I,
1: I i i still do i i think this is it's the best thing for the any juniors who wants to be a professional to uh, to understand what it feels like you know to be four weeks on the roll just uh, to earn your way up to earn the points instead of just, you know, having played one tournament get a wildcard and so on. So, you really had to work hard to earn your...
0: So, did you fight your way up or did did. did IMG give you wildcards? No, no, they
1: did not. I played 1992, my first professional year. I played four satellites. One was in Portugal in January. I made five points and I I was overjoyed. And, you know, my ranking got from zero to 800. Then I played the Florida Satellite in months of uh, March. Open, you know, open qualifying, you know, three rounds, you know, 128 draw, and then damn, it was, it was really hard work. And you,
0: but, I mean, you got to be one of the most match-tough guys at Yes, that point. yes,
1: and then that uh, March, I earned another p- p- points, which has got me to rank 500 in the world, so. So, that year 92, I end up uh, having a 314 rank player in the world so and that's from that you one started working your way work. through yes.
0: um, how would you what would you say to somebody that never watched you play what kind of player were you how would you describe your pro career
1: how would describe my pro career i i said it before i'll repeat it again i was never gifted as as some of the characters or some of the individuals in our sport i will mention john McEnroe, marcelo rios nick Kyrgios. Those guys are way more gifted than me, but I was a hard worker. I was a hard worker. But hold on
0: a second. I I've gotta say, I feel like you really are the. I had, I,
1: I had one shot that uh, that made me uh, made my career very successful. That double-handed backhand.
0: But I would say even but more I to got, that. I
1: got that just because I was practicing hard. I was. A lot, of, a lot of hours, a lot of uh, hard work but, was put in.
0: But I was gonna say, I think you're the, the creator of that new age two-handed backhand. backhand. I don't think we ever saw a backhand, backhand like that, backhand that until you you brought it.
1: Well, I'll, just just because, you know, hard work, hard practice, and maybe maybe just head and eye coordination and, and a little bit of feel.
0: I think that your backhand, one of the most underrated backhands in tennis, we always hear about other backhands like Joker and Andre, but, don't for our listeners, man. You run the tape back. Don't sleep on Evgeny <laughs> Afghani backhand. Man, yeah. You had incredible down the line backhand.
1: Thanks, my man. Yeah.
0: Um, when you lost, why were you? Why would you lose? Was it because your, did your forehand get loose? Did you get tight? What, what kind of?
1: I think it was a combination of everything. You know, getting tired and uh, and man. All I have to say is just you know. I played in the in the legendary time in the '90s. We were, you know, with so many so many great players uh, in my in my era who were just chatting with Mats and, and you know Todd and Jim. were saying when we played. I mean, you couldn't pick the Grand Slam winner. It was 15 to 20 guys with, who realistically had a chance to win any Slam. Un- unlike these days, you only got three players who are. Who uh, who are the winners basically?
0: My no. man, I mean, you made you made a ton of money. You were number one in the world. I mean, you got to feel very accomplished. I you know I'm I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not crying at
1: all. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm I love what I what I what I've accomplished. I you know I I value every every single title what I have. Amongst with all the other uh, success, which just came through.
0: My man, you're a hall of famer earned. Let's go into our fourth set. We call this the ten ball scramble. I would say it's something, you go fast. You got it. Favorite tournament?
1: Out of the Grand Slam, French Open.
0: Favorite tournament ever?
1: I got it. I gotta go with the home tournament, Moscow Kremlin Cup. We just have won five times in a row, just because it's home. It's you won home five class. times in a row.
0: Five I'd like that one too. Yeah. Favorite city?
1: Favorite city. Uh, you got to pick one, right?
0: One, baby, come one,
1: on. I would say uh, Moscow.
0: Moscow, we got to see you there, man. Yeah, I want to go to your club. Absolutely. Favorite player growing up?
1: I kind of liked the whole thing about Stefan Edberg.
0: Favorite player now? Uh, Rafa. Agassi.
1: Character, which is uh, saved our sport in the 90s, I would say. Sampras. Champion. Safin. True friend.
0: Metrovelli. Oh, legend. Most underrated player of your generation.
1: Most underrated player in my generation. I I need to to think 20 seconds. Most underrated player.
0: Guy that didn't get the credit he deserved.
1: I would say Marcelo Rios.
0: Um, Our fifth and final set called King of the Court. there was one thing you could make a change in tennis what would it be one thing to improve the sport
1: one thing to improve the sport i I, I would i would love to see i would love to see a ranking system be changed for players
0: a better ranking system system. we got to talk to you about this another time my man Uh, thank you so much um have a great Dan, come! We, we miss you, man. We want to see you around thanks, a little you. bit no, more, I'll definitely man. be traveling, yes. Okay. Thanks a lot. You are released. Thank yes, you. Thanks. All right. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for making this episode happen. If you'd like to join that group of folks who make it all happen, please visit patreon.com slash underreviewtennis. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash underreviewtennis. We really, really appreciate the support. Huge thank you to Yevgeny Kofelnikov and congratulations on your induction into the International Tennis Hall of Fame. We look forward to speaking with you again sometime down the road. Big thank you to Zach Gown and everyone from Inside Out Sports and Entertainment. Thank you to Todd Martin and the folks at the International Tennis Hall of Fame. Thank you all for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And tell your friends, doubles partners, significant others, and sports agents We can be found wherever you get your podcasts. We also love hearing from you. So if you have a topic you want explored or a person you want to hear from, please let us know. Our email is info at underreviewtennis.com. At UR with CS is our Twitter handle. Underreview Tennis is our Instagram and Facebook. And to catch some clips from our interviews, check out our YouTube page. Our producer is Scott Tuft and our music is by Brian Senti jason binnick did our mix we'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport until then i'm craig shapiro and you are released